Hey, it's Aidan here. Just before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know about something new. It's called the Magician's Business Group. We've just opened up a Facebook group designed to help you guys as entertainers grow and improve your entertainment business. So if that is you, if you are an entertainer that wants help growing and improving your entertainment business, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you right there. Or if you're like me, have the Facebook app on your phone, open it up and search for the Magician's Business Group and you'll go straight there. Anyways, back to the episode. Hello and welcome to episode 91 of the TSM podcast. My name is Aidan O'Sullivan and I'm joined by my very good friend and co-host, Mr. Not Aidan O'Sullivan. Mr. Not Aidan O'Sullivan. Uh, in, the, in this episode, we are talking about the this kind of five big pricing mistakes that a lot of entertainers make. You see, we did uh, we shared an episode back, episode forty three, on how much should you charge, and we shared a couple of concepts and a couple of ideas, a bit of theory about how much should you charge. But since then, we've realised that um, there are there are like five big buckets of pricing mistakes that a lot of entertainers face. And we're basically going to go through each of those and uh, also provide a big solution at the end. So you'll be able to work out where you might be challenged when it comes down to pricing right now uh, and also be able to work out exactly what the next steps are for you. Now, here's the thing. Pricing, it's incredibly important. And by incredibly important, we're talking make or break here. Like it, it might seem obvious for some, but for others, for reasons they probably aren't familiar with. But actually, why is price important? Because literally, that's what you're going to get paid. Well, the fee that you put on your packages, your offers, is what your client will, I mean, hopefully, pay. And that money will end up in your bank account. But here's the thing. Pricing can also dictate people's decisions. And I think, Aiden, you're going to break that down for us. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be spouting so many metaphors in this one just to, to really hammer oh, home some points. It's, it's like I read your mind and I knew this was coming. It's like we planned this episode. Or just messed it up two times beforehand. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, you, you never know. You never know. Um, we do. We messed up twice. Anyway, so here's the thing. Like, pricing is so important. And and let's let's give this as, as, as an example of, like, say you outside of magic. Let's say you sell, like... Um, crystals like chakra healing crystal you're like chakra bracelet crystal healing stuff Uh, as you can tell i don't know anything about that niche um all i know is marketing but here's the thing let's say you're selling at one of those and and you pop a post out on on social media that entices somebody to click and have a look and they land on the page and it's 97 quid for this one chakra tweaking healing aura fixing cleansing bracelet I'm just throwing out words and hoping it lands at this point. It's not working. But let's say it's 97 quid and they sit there and think, oh my gosh, that is really, really expensive. I'm not buying that. Leave the page. Whereas let's say on the flip side, let's you've got this, this post out there. It says luxury. It's got a beautiful photo of it looking absolutely professional and amazing. You've got luxury on there and it, like you've got amazing um, words to really emphasize the value. And they click the link and it's 4.95 or like Fourteen ninety five, or like free plus shipping. Like the point is, like at that moment there, they've just thought, oh, that ad definitely doesn't, or that post definitely doesn't match what I've seen. And so pricing actually begins way ahead of time, actually in that preframe. Because if you can tee up your preframe, your price is going to absolutely, it's good, it's going to be great. Um, and the 
the thing is to put that back into a magic context if you're charging like two grand and you're just seen as joe from down the pub chances of you getting two grand as joe from down the pub definitely not going to be the same thing so pricing we're going to go through the five big mistakes now but just know that you're your price is heavily dictated by your presence, by the process involved with people actually getting to a discovery call, getting to actually a face-to-face -face conversation with you about what it is that you can offer them. Yeah, 100%. And here's the thing I want you to bear in mind. Um, I've got a, uh, a great little story, Aiden, on how I missed out on a gig. And do you know how I missed out on it? I had sent my fear across uh, this was a few years back and it was 495 pounds and um i quoted that the lady went away and then she came back and decided to book someone else so naturally i probe and the real genuine reason behind all of that was the fact she went for another entertainer because that other entertainer was more expensive so she believed they were going to be better and i missed out on the show because someone else was more expensive so they booked them that's really yeah yeah well this is this is point one isn't it this is the first that first pricing mistake is that people price too too low and now here's the thing pricing too low what does what does that mean well it's incredibly subjective as, as to what you think low is etc etc and uh look here's the thing uh, our clients all of our clients have have been able to charge upwards of 400 pounds no questions no no problems um so arguably and i know you're going to be sat there like yeah, Dave, Aiden, yeah, that's really expensive oh my gosh that's really too high yeah, you're just whatever. gonna drum up the hate from the audience like, now here we go <laughs> I, I don't care if i'm gonna drum up the hate anything less than 400 pounds i would argue is too low and, and here's why let me let me let's crack out another story um here's why like Let's say um, in the context of weddings, because this is a market I'm familiar with and, uh, and a, um, an analogy that hopefully you'll follow along, whether you do weddings or wedding fairs or not. But let's say wedding fairs, for example, they're, they're a really interesting event. And if you're not familiar, it's basically like a magic convention in that you've got your dealer hall where there's loads of uh, dealers there trying to flog you their tricks and you go around and you talk to the people, you see the tricks, maybe even see some demos and then you buy the tricks at the end. Like, And then that's, that's cool. It's a bit like that, but for suppliers. So um, wedding couples show up and they go around, they meet photographers, they meet um, like the car hires, they meet the all, all of the, there's loads of people, um, including some entertainers. And the point is, is that when they walk into that room or when they show up to these events, they don't just go around like you would in a dealer hall, chatting to absolutely everybody or stopping at every single stand as you walk around the room once. They've got a specific list of places that they need to go. For example, a wedding typically doesn't happen unless you've booked the venue, unless you've booked a photographer or a videographer in some cases, uh, and a DJ. Like, they're the first three things that a lot of people go straight to. And as a result, when they walk in the room, they don't go to mingle with absolutely everyone. They, no, they need to go to the top three. Bam, bam, bam. They go and do those first. Now, after that, they then have a look at some extra, extra niceties, extra things. Like, um, this can be... Uh, again this is incredibly subjective and there's like um it could be it could be anything from extra stuff to like the tack <laughs> i don't, don't want to say tack because that's uh, i mean that's what i i used to describe what's, what's like the little brick of painted oysters style like <laughs> <It's a bit laughs> niche. um <laughs> still quite why i was going with that. there's a but lady you... down uh the wedding venue that i know and uh she actually does a load of painted oysters so there you go 
<laughs> there you go. But this is the thing, like these extra little um, like floral decorations and all of that kind of stuff, the aesthetic-y stuff that, that they would like to have at their at the wedding. They go and do all of that bit next. And as they go through spending all their budget and all of this stuff, they then realise, oh, we should probably get some entertainment. And unfortunately, entertainment is one of the last things that people actually consider. Um, and as a result, I think we kind of see that with a low budget. And we're not going to get into this now, but 80 to 90% of the time that your client says, oh, we don't have the budget, um, that's not actually the truth. That's a conversation for another time. Now, here's the thing. You go through all of that process and uh, you, you funnel it all the way through and then you just play to whatever their budget is. It ends up being quite low. Whereas you've got a lot more power than just being the last person that they've booked or a last minute choice. You see, you go to a wedding, you do you show up at a wedding. If the entertainment's good, you talk about that wedding and the great entertainment. But if the entertainment or the, uh, the, the entertainment at this specific event was god awful, it was genuinely just terrible. Like there was a magician there and he could see all the card tricks. It was like you weren't fooled at all. It wasn't he wasn't a good magician. It was just awful. Guess what stands out? Guess why the wedding sucked? There was a terrible magician. That then becomes the thing that they talk about, and, and vice versa. If you're a really good magician, that's the thing that they talk about. So you literally have the ability as a performer to make or break the event. And I'm talking to the TSM podcast listeners here, uh, and so presumably you're all at least uh, good, good performers, at least semi-competent at performing for a real-life audience. Um, if not, we've got some earlier... Uh, performance episodes but i'm sure you guys don't need them you're ready for the business stuff now now here's the thing you've got the ability to make or break an event just by being there and doing your thing and i think that 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 responsibility that that warrants a higher fee than a lot of people are charging like if you're charging 100 quid 200 quid chances are you can up that quite um quite significantly i don't want to say do it right now but i would highly recommend that you could um increase your fee maybe maybe even do a, like a, a little social media post to say hey we're i'm increasing my fee on this date um any bookings made before then will be at the regular price just i there's a little maybe even a little excuse to make it publicly aware that you are raising your prices and available for bookings it does two things there oh a little bit of sneaky time urgency is slipping into the podcast i like that but i think one of the reasons why people get caught up in pricing too low aiden is a lot of people that are in magic are in magic because they're doing a day job alongside and magic's kind of like a little chop up thing or they're doing a day job and they want to run from magic and do magic full time there's only a really small percentage of people that actually go straight from just a kid in school to just bang full-time job as a magician and as a byproduct people are used to getting paid a certain wage at work and they go well if i was at work today i would have made 50 50 quid if i was at work today i would have made 100 quid so the fact that i'm getting 120 for this gig and i've only got to be there to do an hour show wow that's a load of money. But it doesn't work like that. I mean, you said to me a while back, like... By a while back, I mean like an hour ago. <laughs> the thing you have to bear in mind is that when you're at work, you're there literally constantly every single day. And it's completely different business. It's something else. We're going to talk about, obviously, um, 
time and all of that a little bit later in this episode but it's a completely different business it's completely irrelevant that's like literally pricing your magic services because the price of concrete has gone up that's how stupid it is comparing your day job to the magic and work that you do and a lot of people do get worried and think wow i, I can't charge more than this because that's a day's wages for me that's two days wages that's why they get caught up charging low this is a really important thing. So that's mistake number one. Uh, mistake number two is that uh, people charge too high. It's just completely on the flip side. Oh, we, we gave so the much confusion. People are like, yes, I'm geared up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my fees up. Oh, no, what have I done? I've, I've charged too high. Oh, I can't make any success listening to this podcast. This what have brilliant. you done, Aiden? Uh, well, this is like, let's let's say we're all chakra healing bracelets, like, the same thing if people are coming to us thinking expecting like a nice reasonable average fee because we're not a full-time professional performer we've not got an amazing website or our social media doesn't look amazing basically our organic presence doesn't look amazing and you're charging like two grand like people are going to see that disconnect just like they would with the bracelet if it's just a mediocre opportunity followed by a high price like oh my god it doesn't make sense and it's going to be a lot harder and that's when a lot of people struggle to sell and have to pitch and hard close and all of that kind of stuff and it just it's irrelevant it's, it's, it's the point the point we're making here is that pricing too high can become uh, quite a big problem if you especially if your pre-frame isn't great yeah and i think one of the biggest problems when it comes to pricing too high is that a lot of people don't justify why their fees that high like there's not that value exchange they're literally just doing some tricks and here's the thing your clients don't pay for you to rock up and do some card tricks i mean that's technically what they think they're paying for but it's not really why you're at the event and if you are literally just saying hey i'll rock up and do some card tricks why are you charging two three four five grand there's got to be the appropriate value exchange when there's more value tangible value and how you can actually help your client and solve challenges at that event that they might be facing the more challenges you solve the more value you become more more valuable you become become there the more valuable you can become aiden <laughs> and that warrants a higher fee you can't just up your fee to fifty thousand pounds and not give more value that makes sense yeah yeah 100 percent. And, and i think that clearly um it's just like there is a, there is a fine edge between too low and too high and in in order to find out that value well again we don't want to do pricing mistake number three which is pricing by random and that's just picking a number and hoping for it just just grabbing a plucking a number out of thin air or or just finding out what the budget is and just saying a number that's inside that budget like Pricing by random is one of the biggest problems that a lot of entertainers face. It's like, how much should I charge? Hmm, but there's not really much information out there about how much to charge. So what should I do? Ah, 100 quid will do. Like, that's what a lot of entertainers do. I did it early doors. I'm sure, Ashley, you were the same, just plucking a number and hoping for the best. And pricing by random, big, big mistake. Because A, it implies that you don't know what you're doing. B, you could be accidentally pricing too low or pricing too high and, and screwing yourself over just by plucking a random number out of thin air um, and see well it's not actually strategically done it's not done in any specific manner for example if you want to be doing a gig a week and you know that you need to be making say two grand a month for example well a gig a week at two grand a month that's four 
So four times 500 pounds is suddenly a really clear fee to pick rather than just saying, oh, what should I charge? Ah, 150 quid will do. Well, ah, nine grand. Like actually picking strategically by working out A, what you need to make, how many gigs you want to be doing, and actually doing a little bit of math can go a long, long way. But this becomes a, a, a problem, and it is a problem because not many entertainers actually go out, and I'm, I'm sorry to bring this up and, and be Mr. Negative here, but not many people go out and do that little bit of planning required to think, well, how much do I actually need to make this a sustainable career? How many gigs does that equate to? They just literally go, oh, yeah, I'll put this figure on gigs. If I can shift enough of them, I can make this work. It doesn't work that way around. Like, there's got to be some element of planning. What are you aiming for? This is why companies have targets. You don't get, like, the big CEO of of Marks and Spencers. You don't get... Um, give me another example. Whoever is currently on the board for Walmart or whatever, you don't get them going, yeah, all right, we're just... Uh, Fiver for the fish. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We've got some lottery balls. Someone check out. Yeah, it's 20 quid for the TV and 500 quid for that chocolate bar. we just sell a couple of them and that'll cover everyone's wages. Don't do that. Everything is strategically priced up based on, like, the appropriate value exchange even there in the goods and services and products which they're selling. And then they have specific targets. They know how much they've got to reach. And that's the same thing we've got to be doing here, albeit on a smaller scale, because we're not Walmart. I mean, if you are, then kudos to you, Mr. Walmart magician. But, like, this is the same thing. And what Walmart. Am I... Oh, yeah. Walmart. Mark Spencer. Is Get there it, anyone Walmart. here? If there is, if there, if there is, please reach out. If you are the magician called Mark Spencer. <laughs> um, <laughs> that would be funny. But when it comes to charging random... It's not just picking a fee out of the air. It's those people that have the inconsistencies. The one week they're charging £500, the next week they're charging a grand, the week after they're charging 100 quid. There's no consistency in there. It leads to a lot of unfairness. Uh, well, we mentioned this in episode 43, and it means that if any of your clients talk, well, they're going to be like, hang on, didn't I just book so-and-so? I booked the same magician so-and-so for 300 quid, and you're saying you booked them for 150 quid. Why did you pay a grand for them? That is my worst nightmare. There's so many magicians out there that go, oh, yeah, I've got this luxury party, so I reckon I'm going to go in and charge about a grand for that. Hang on, aren't you doing the exact same thing that you done at the birthday party last week you charged 300 pounds for? That is immoral, and you should stop that. And that is another example of just charging randomly. You don't actually know what you're offering. You are just making up your prices based on how much you think someone can pay for it. Why? <laughs> There's no strategy in your business. If this is you, please stop doing that. It's a big hate of mine. And the other one that comes into this, Aiden, is when um, I'm going off on a rant now. I've, I've done what you've done at the beginning. If you want hate for me, if you can send your hate to Aiden at info at thesuccessfulmentalist.com and you can send your hate to me also at info at thesuccessfulmentalist.com. In the tagline, say, just use will, different names. I will buzz it all off to D-Rush. <laughs> D-Rush can deal with it. Thank you, my friend. Um, but the other thing that comes in, uh, and this links into a previous point that I've made about people getting caught up in the day job, is this. People have their set fees for gigs. Might be a 500,000, 2,000. But then someone comes back to them and says, oh, I've only got a budget of 250 quid. It's down the road. And the entertainer... Uh, I'll say it. I've got um, I've got some friends which have done this, and they've gone. Ah, oh, well, I'm not doing anything that day. I might as well. 
I could spend their money better than they can. Yeah, I'll do it. As long as I get the money in that account. It, it just doesn't work. It's unfair to other clients. And on top of that, it's just immoral. It's immoral and you've got no plan of action. Well, it's one of those things at the end of the day. It's not actually helping you make that stepping stone towards that life of lifestyle that you actually want to you want to live. It's just more inconsistencies in the business. And that's why magic isn't sustainable for a lot of people. Exactly. Exactly that. Now, uh, here's the thing. Big mistake number four is actually pricing by competition. And there's two types of competition. There is competition between other entertainers. You look at what other entertainers are charging in your local area, which we spoke quite a bit about on episode 43. Um Stop doing that. It's pointless uh, because who who's booking you, the client or the other entertainers in your area? Priced by your client, uh, not not your not your other performers in your local area. And then the other type of competition is also uh, you. Like you are your own competition. You start and you, you go, and a lot of people do this. They they set a fee and think, oh, well, I pro- I probably wouldn't pay that. Let me lower it. Yeah, I could probably pay that. And here's the thing, here's the, here's the hardball truth. You are not your client. You do not have the budget that your client has for the event that they have. You are not the person that is going to be making the decision about whether or not you are a good fit for their entertainment. So as a result, why are you pricing based on you? You you just you just don't have the 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 authority to make that decision you just don't have the uh, the capability to make that decision so so why bother making that decision let's just instead make sure that we are not pricing by yourself as the competition we're not pricing by other people because again they're not the decision makers and when you do that you're priced by other people as well well you open yourself up to competition negotiation and all of that kind of stuff and i'll be honest negotiating on a sales call probably my worst nightmare because i'm not very good at it so i'd rather just avoid that like the plague yeah and it's just it's the quickest race to the bottom as well you're just in that pit of competition is best to be elsewhere working with different clients in the next market along uh, fun story on that um i actually know a psychic entertainer that was paid ten thousand pounds to fly over to new york to give a half hour reading and then fly back all expenses paid for the jet over there and it just proves the point i'm pretty sure that psychic would not pay 10 grand for a half hour reading but there's people out there that gladly will you are not your client at the end of the day and the other thing i want to touch on here is pricing by time this is a biggie that a lot of entertainers do pricing by time i.e. I charge this for an hour and for two hours I charge this for one hour it's £150 close-up magic and for two hours it's uh, £225 you mentioned negotiation Aidan charging by hour is literally the biggest way to open up negotiation it's very comparable to everyone else because every entertainer charges via hour so it's really easy to compare you to everyone and secondly your client can go well yeah, if you're £150 for an hour, can we just get you for a half hour? That's half the price, right? And you're like, well, no, because I've got to drive there and it's not worth it for £75. Setting that up is horrendous. You want more negotiation? By all means, charge by hour, but we don't. No, it's a really important one. It's 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 just pricing, pricing by any form. And it's not just pricing by um, the hour here, because a lot of people don't do that, but they still make the pricing by time mistake. How do they make that mistake? Well, they still package up the services and, and, and offer it 
they just also say that this is about two hours. <laughs> yep. So you're not pricing by the hour, you're still pricing by time as a result of putting a timestamp on your entertainment package. It's My favourite line I've seen is, oh no, I don't charge by hour, instead I have certain packages, and you can get my um, the close-up magic package, um, and this will cover your evening's entertainment. I'll be doing close-up magic around the tables for two hours. Hang on, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, it's we're disconnected. You're not pricing by the hour, yet for some reason the time frames is kind of important, it, like as a result of offering what it is. And again, if we can just get rid of that, that, that whole conversation, and uh, this is something that I'm actually experimenting with right now, actually, I haven't told you about this, but some of my entertainment packages with like... Um, like shows and stuff like an extra 30 minute show and stuff i'm taking out the time of that i'm not putting the time in that that offer doc um because again at the end of the day why should the length of that show dictate whether or not they book it it's, it's just something i'm playing with um again i'll feedback um maybe we can even dissect the results on the uh, on the podcast on a later episode in a few months time or something but yeah really interesting points there so five big mistakes that entertainers make when it comes down to pricing number one is pricing too low number two is pricing too high number three is pricing by random number four is pricing by competition and number five is pricing by time. Now, here's the thing. There is a solution, and we have hinted at it throughout this... Uh, throughout this I, nearly, I nearly said it by trying to say podcast there. Um, but the solution is actually having entertainment packages and not just any old, oh, this is what I'll do. Let me throw it together, and that's option one. Here's option two. Here's option three. Or my, my pet peeve, my absolute hate is gold, silver, and bronze. Blech. What are you, the Olympics? No, no, you're not. You're Jerry from down the pub. Um, <laughs> so here's the thing. The solution is to have really... <laughs> that was a random bit. You're welcome. The, I'm the solution... so sorry, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> so if Jerry, if you are listening, uh, you can also email us info at the successfulmentalist.com, by which point I will formally apologise. Uh, so here's the thing. Your solution is simple. Create really desirable entertainment packages that have been built for your client based on your client's needs, based on your client's wants, and actually deliver that, not what can you do in the amount of time, where can you fit, what can you, how do you, nah. We're going to get rid of all of those pricing problems by literally delivering the entertainment packages. And this is something that we actually uh, teach in full depth inside our Momentum program. Um, but it, it, this is, the in fact, this is the first thing because it's so important. If you nail your entertainment packages and you get this stuff really teed in really great it means that not only do you know exactly what type of leads you want but it also means that your sales conversations become really really easy because you've pre-framed those conversations with high quality leads because you've created great entertainment packages you didn't get a load of leads then make some packages and then try and flog it in all of the wrong ways because of all the pricing issues you're doing it in an order there is a process there's a method to the madness that is not actually madness it's a thriving and hustle-free entertainment career and if you follow those steps you're in a great position so with that in mind you've got to start packaging up your things that you're offering your client you've got to start putting something together follow what aiden said to be strategic with this that way you can go to your client with clear cut decisions on what you can and can't do you can be very specific and it also means that you can explain the value that you offer because 
rather than making it up on the spot like most entertainers do when they pitch to uh, their clients and then whack a price on the end of it, you can say, hey, this is what I do, this is what I can bring to the table, this is what it means for you, and this is a transformation that will come at your events. And it's the transformations that your clients buy into, not the things that you can do. They, they don't go, oh, you can do some cool card tricks. Yeah, yeah, I'll buy that. It's the tangible transformations. And we want to start putting that forward and bundling up into a package. Well, this is the thing when it comes, like, say, when you buy a book or a course or something, um, you buy you buy a course on how to do X, Y, Z things in this amount of time. You don't, you're not buying all of the 40 billion hours of video content and bonus worksheets and all of that kind of stuff. What you're buying is that transformation you're buying the results on the end so that if you you buy this thing and do the work you'll get the results because that's what you want and that's the same for your clients like people that um that jump on like a 90 day health get shredded become dwayne the rock johnson level program people buy that because they want to get shredded and on like dwayne the rock johnson level stuff they, they don't want to be the measly self that they are right now and more importantly they're not paying for the three time a week exercise or the daily exercise routine and the eight hours of gym time with the four personal trainers and the 55 supplements that they have to take as well as a, a meal plan that they absolutely hate like if, if you could sell that like that kudos to you you must be good at sales um but here's the thing they want the outcome and the same is with uh, our uh, our clients at the end of the day say a wedding couple they don't want some dude to walk around pester the guests doing card tricks for three hours what do they want instead well maybe what instead that they want is a completely improved event they want people talking about it they want there to be a buzz they want the atmosphere absolutely boosted or maybe they just want to fill some dead time or maybe they want something completely unique or maybe they just love magic or it's a harry potter themed wedding and they want a real life magician there like all of these different things are, are, are they're all options right they're all options and in order to actually create the entertainment packages we have to find these options and then find out what we can do so what's the problem what is the solution that you can offer to fix that problem bundle those up that is how you create as a really like we don't have time right now to go into the full depth of how to build an entertainment package but but the point there being if you can create a really desirable entertainment package you're in a fantastic position yeah well that's it you start looking at problems and challenges at events how you can actually help with them you start putting that together on pieces of paper and then you've got something click up i do this which means this so that this like th that in the basic framework you don't want to be putting together a package to say yes this is my oracle package and that includes close-up card tricks during the reception close-up magic during the dinner and then a 15 minute show you want to be Yes, showing the features which you include in this package, and some of them might not even be magic related. There's a little tip for you guys to remember. Magic might not be the solution to one of your client's problems. It could be something else, okay? Just bear that in mind. We're sure we touch on that in a later episode if you guys want. Um, but you should be listing off your features and then actually explaining what it is that you do and why that makes sense for the client. What does that mean for them? What is the transformation? And it's when you can start to sell that, when you can start to explain that in your packages, like you're putting in all of these features which you can do, which bundle up nicely, yes, which bundle up nicely. And when you can start explaining those transformations, now you've got something with a bunch of features that makes sense for your client. And then when it comes to pricing, now that we've got this package here, when it comes to pricing, what do we do, Aiden? 
Oh, we just choose a figure at random, don't we? No, of course we don't. What do we do? We Well, this is the thing. We've got an offer now. We've got a package. What is the tangible value that that's going to bring? And we price accordingly. For example, some people, some clients will value, like, just filling dead time. Huge, huge big price, especially on a high, a high of end event, like a really important event. Well, they're going to want the dead time gone because they're going to want people actually doing stuff and talking about it. So we price by the value that we're actually going to be offering, not by the deliverables or anything like that. We actually price as a result of the, the, the massive benefit that we're actually bringing. A great way to work your mind around this is to think, what would it cost your client for you not to be there? This is it. What, what is that cost for, for the client not to work with you? Say, let's just say for... for an example continuity from earlier let's say they get a, a not great magician like for 150 quid and they're bad and everybody for life is talking about how bad the magician was at your wedding like sure you can't put a figure on exactly how much damage that was it's not like in uh, in a business where you send an email and 500 people unsubscribe like you can tell how how damaging that is to your business but you, you don't get that from um like these intangible things but it's a very big emotional scar that's all i'll say especially in the world of weddings it's a very big emotional scar if you're one big special day the day that teed you up for your new legacy and the whole new aspect of life the only thing people are talking about was how terrible the magician was for me that is worth an awful lot of cash to not have that as a problem same as in the corporate world You've got a room full of potential investors that the company may be sweetening up or whatever that is, and they don't book you as entertainment, they don't book any entertainment, and everyone's left awkward and bored. Well, it puts everyone in a bad mood. If they don't invest in that company, well, that company could potentially lose tens, hundreds of thousands of pounds. Well, that could so, be, could, <laughs> that could, let's, play, let's play it really on the edge of the extreme here. Let's say that was the company's last shot at getting investment before the whole thing goes bankrupt, everything goes wrong, absolute nightmare. Well, there you go. Three Chaos. months down the line, the whole business collapses. Like, we're not saying that you have the power to uh, to make or break an entire company, but you kind of do. Puts you, it you into perspective. Really, it, it really does. It really does. And and again, one of the things um, that we found particularly important is to play with this stuff. Experiment. Increase your fee a little bit. See how people go about this. Set out what you want. Price clearly by what you, A, you need, and B, what the actual value it is that you're going to be bringing and pitch it. The only way that you're going to know whether your price is any good is by putting it in front of 100 clients. Literally. Get, and I say 100. I don't just pick that out of nowhere. Like, 100 is a really good number because you will have a very clear percentage of conversions. out After you, you do five, really hard to get a good percentage. You do 100 sales calls with clients and you find that 30% of them took your pack, like actually took the offer that you've put them through you know that that there's a either a pricing issue a, a sales issue there, there's a big issue there so again pitch this more play tweak adjust improve refinement is a it's a constant process as you grow through your entertainment career which is really really important yeah it really is and it is one of them things you're going to work on but if there's one thing that we can drum across it's the fact that you are valuable and you've got to get your value across to your clients and you've got to stop pricing too low. Pricing too high when there's no value or no added extra value there. Pricing by random. 
pricing by whatever your competition's doing. You're not them. Or pricing by time or hourly. None of that works. You're your own person. You've got to build up. You don't want these unclear offers. That's what a lot of entertainers have. You want to build this up and have desirable entertainment packages that your clients love, rave about, and they're just no-brainer offers. Your clients absolutely adore them time and time again. That's what you want. And if you want some help with that, then you can join us in our Momentum program. And if you want to join us in our Momentum program, Adam, where can they find that? Head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum for more info. And uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be great to see more people inside actually paving this new way because this is a thing as well as a complete side note. I know that was a nice, beautiful swerve to a call to action there with a nice end point that I've now ruined. Uh, this is an industry thing. Because at the end of the day, it's all well and good that me and Ashley price like this. But think of how many entertainers out there are charging ridiculously low. And as a result, clients are shopping around and, and the bar is set really low. If together we can work out as an industry, and it happens bit by bit, person by person, entertainer by entertainer, if we can collectively raise our fees and stuff, the industry average will go up. We can charge more. We can have more entertainers earning more from their craft and getting paid well to do the thing that they love like that's see this is the thing that we're not just saying jack up your fee because you'll be able to get more money we're saying increase your fee if you can and if it's relevant to you and if, if you need to because it will only benefit magic in the long run which is super super important so in my my vain attempt now to actually try and steal Ashley's uh, call to action here, by all means, come and join us in Momentum. That would be amazing. But if you have any questions or, or you'd like to pick our brains on any of this deeper, um, I'll tell you what I'd love you to do is head over to Instagram. Go to Instagram.com forward slash The Successful Mentalist and drop us a message. Literally DM us or send us a little voice note. In fact, send us a voice note. That would be amazing voice note your questions and we'd love to get some questions featured in the show it's something that we've done a few times in the past before but we'd love to get your questions actually answered in future episodes so head over to instagram.com forward slash the successful mentalist drop us a little voice note and we'll be able to answer your question on a future episode of the show with that said i've been aiden o'sullivan that's been not aiden o'sullivan and we will see you very soon for another episode of the tsm podcast Hey, it's Aiden here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, it would really mean the world to us if you just took a moment to leave a rating and a review on your preferred podcast player. That way it just helps us grow the show and get it into the ears of more listeners across the world in a non-creepy way. Also, when you're ready to roll, here are three ways that we can help you right now. Number one is to join our free Facebook group. It's called the Magician's Business Group and we're creating the most valuable space on the internet for entertainers that are looking to grow and improve their business. We'd love you to join us inside. So to do that, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you straight there or just pull open Facebook and search for the Magician's Business Group. Number two is to take our new quiz. It'll help you find the biggest opportunity in your entertainment business right now. And in just a few quick questions, you'll be presented with a seven minute breakdown of your biggest opportunity and how you can actually go about tackling that to help increase your entertainment business and boost it completely. In order to take the quiz, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. And we'll be able to get you your results. Number three, momentum. If you'd like to make an extra two grand a month in magic without paying a penny for advertising, we'd love to help you. 
Our latest coaching program, Momentum, is designed to get you booking gigs every single week for at least £500 so that you can be growing your entertainment business without having to worry about websites or business cards or advertising or any of that kind of stuff. To find out more, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum, and we'll send you all of the details.